Hello, welcome to Aero Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe. Hello, welcome to another episode of Aero Bandwidth. I get to be your host today. My name is Timur Rasik, Technical Solutions Manager at Aero Electronics. On the show with us today, we've got my sidekick, Benjamin McGuire, Veeam Solutions Architect. How are you doing today, Ben? Doing great. I'm really uh, excited to be on the show today. Good, good. We're also lucky. We've got our uh, distinguished guest coming to join us again from Veeam. We've got Mr. Uh, Kevin Scott Carafa with us. Hey, Kevin, how are you? Good. Hey, thanks for having me. Just a just an exciting time to to talk about technology and you know where it fits in our life. Awesome. Let's talk about some backup, huh? Can you tell me what's going on uh, in the world and what your consensus is or what the perspective is from Beam about what's going on today and people working from home, things like that? Sure. So you know, it, it's no surprise right now that there's a huge demand for webinars uh, and podcasts like our own. And so what this is a huge increase, if you talk about Zoom really coming to the forefront where we've actually used technology before, but now it's exploding and everywhere. You've got teams that have reported a thousand percent increase in recorded video and overall users. And you've got WebEx and you've got all these other apps that's showing. So I think it really showed true for me. I have two teenage sons that still live at home, 13 and 15. And my IP provider showed up at my house the other day so we're working along about a month into current world conditions and my wife comes to my office says, there's someone at the door now I, I live rather remote so someone coming to the door at nine ten o'clock in the morning is pretty unlikely right now so I go to the door and i say you know can i help you he says yeah um there seems to be a high level of activity going on within your house and i said yes he says, well, I'm just going to check out some things. And he said he would stay outside. And he was checking some data points. And I went back in, and I just want to verify this was, you know, a legitimate person. He had the jacket on, but uh, I was just confused about why he would be here. We're not having any issues. We didn't report a support call. And I noticed later he just left. He was here about 15, 20 minutes. So I called up the IP provider and said, you know, what's going on? He said, uh, well, you know, uh, normally you use one terabyte of data in the course of 30 days. And we noticed you used one terabyte in the first 10 days of the month. And so we were just investigating that. Now think about that. And I don't know if they thought that I had a business at my house, but what's really happening is my two teenage sons, one has five different game systems hooked up to a PC. He's streaming from there while doing schoolwork, while doing a capture card, if you know what that is for gamers. And then all of that is just generating this huge amount of data flow. And he's recording himself streaming of the recording. That's just one son. And you've got my wife and my other son and myself. So I think this is happening all over America. This is happening all over the world where we've moved to these remote offices. So, you know, the story here is an application like Office 365, which Microsoft's rebranded Microsoft 365. How do you protect that? You're in a data shared model. So you need to protect that data and all these users, example, using Teams, none of it's being protected past a certain amount of days, that 140 mark. And that's something that we do and we protect and we protect those endpoints, the Windows PCs, the Linux machines on their backup to backup replication. 
Kevin, I was just thinking about, you know, how does the cloud play in with all these, this new work from home strategy and all these endpoints? Uh, what Can you give me some of your opinions on that? Sure. Thanks for the question, Ben. You know, the concept here is that there was a slow migration to the cloud. Now with the current conditions we have, you need to have that extra copy somewhere. You need to put it somewhere else. Maybe the remote office can reach the cloud better than can reach the core data center where you want another copy somewhere else. So you're taking that three, two, one strategy that we'll talk about in a minute is three copies of your data, two different media types, one offsite. That offsite copy is becoming the cloud and there's a massive, massive push for it right now that's happening in the world. So if you look at what has Veeam done about that, we took the initiative. So we have actually the ability to back up AWS data and back up Azure and consume in each one of those hyperscaler clouds. We just announced a partnership with Kasten about Kubernetes, which I can't talk about much about now, but you can follow that through as you will. It's talking about the hyperscalers. So this protection of this and this consumption, what people don't know and realize, and if you read Amazon's page, you read Azure's page, they protect the infrastructure and guarantee that infrastructure uptime, but they say that data is yours to protect. They don't guarantee the data and they don't back it up. And that's really where Veeam, we step in and allow for consumption. And the biggest difference between our product and someone else's is that we have hooks back into a core data center like and where we're running Veeam availability suite, Veeam back replication. We can talk back and forth and pass those portable objects. Very cool stuff. That's awesome. Trying to segue from that, could you tell me a little bit more about you know, moving from within an organization to remote workers and all that data, those laptops, those machines being moved out to the edge, if you will, and what we're doing to protect all that data. What are we doing to protect these people and these endpoints? Absolutely. The, the concept here is that what normally was okay inside of a data center infrastructure, it's really a big push towards cloud. Maybe a company that hadn't been talking about cloud before this is really considering looking at that. Now at Veeam, we have 25,000 cloud providers. Of course, you have the hyperscalers. The story I'm going to tell you about is something interesting that we always talk about at Veeam in the 321 rule. So three copies of your data, two different media types, one offsite. Sometimes that offsite is air gapped, and we were able to verify that. So that's the expanded rule. But let me tell you what, just in my own house, what I did. So not everybody has a home lab. I do have a server with 24 terabytes of SSD with 256 gig of RAM. I tell you all this because I'm running Veeam backend replication and Veeam One, Veeam Ability Suite on that server. And so I have a whole house UPS. I bought a UPS for the server. I also have a USB drive directly attached to the server for a backup. So I have one copy that's on the actual VMs, one copy that's on that drive, and I decided to put one off-site in one of our cloud providers. It's about 500 gig to 700 gig of data. So wouldn't you know, I'm out of town and I come home, it's, it's a storm for one of my trips and there's lightning. And we didn't see or know that lightning hit the house, but power definitely went out. Now I have a whole house generator that kits over, but about 10 second delay. So during that delay, Power comes back on, of course, then it cycles back when the power eventually came back from the provider, go downstairs. So I have an RAID 60 configuration, which means 
uh, of my drives, I can lose half randomly and still be aligned. I lost more than half of the drives. So to let you know that's four drives. I lost four drives. I went to the USB and the USB had failed as well. So at that point, I have a RAID configuration that's really protecting more than half my drives. That went offline. The only copy I had left was in the cloud. Now I can immediately point to it from a Veeam perspective. So I booted the server, recovered, loaded VMware, recovered that image, recorded all my, recovered all my data. So I think about, I'm, I'm not a business. I mean, I work for Veeam, but I'm not a business out of my house. I don't run a business. But in the enterprise space, think about all those endpoint workstations that are out there and the overall infrastructure that's being taxed right now. And so what's the possibility of actually having one of these disasters? It's pretty high. If it happens in my house, you think about all the factors, can you only imagine what could happen at a data center? Right. I mean, that's insane. Uh, most companies will try to have, you know, those types of UPSs and things like that um, within a data center. But what are all these remote employees going to do, especially, you know, somebody who's not so tech savvy and doesn't have a generator and doesn't have these things and something like this happens. Or, you know, I know a lot of people that are working at home and have their kids at home all day long with them. And, you know, I'm the uh, proud father of a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. And uh, they, they cause a lot of mischief. And I've seen them messing with my laptop at times. They took it off my desk. And, you know, if that thing ends up in a bathtub or something, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Uh, losing some of these work files and stuff like that I have. But that's a really cool uh, 3 two, one rule. I like that. Ben, do you have any thoughts or questions on the 3 two, one rule? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Kevin, we've kind of driven that the 3 two, one rule home. And uh, I, I think we've got a, you've got another little, uh, I guess, uh, story that you want to tell us that'll kind of further drive that that 3 two, one rule even further, just because it's so imperative that our customers actually practice that and really have it in place they might do part of it you know they're like oh well i've got it backed up at my main side and maybe i've got it in the cloud or something but maybe they don't have it on different type of media you know maybe maybe they're only doing partial and it's really critical to go back and be like okay do i have it to where i can have major failure at any one of these points and i can still recover because a lot of us just don't think about real critical failures kind of like what you even saw in your home lab that those things do happen yeah, agreed. Absolutely. You know, it's you you can't plan enough for disaster. There's disasters that you plan for because they're planned activities where you see them coming, and then there's actually a failover plan that you put together in case of a disaster. Yeah. So there's been a, a huge influx of you know viruses, malware, you know, due to the current situation. Tell us a little bit more about you know how Veeam's going to be able to enable our customers to deal with those kinds of incidences. So I actually have a story. I know it's not going to surprise you, but I have a story just recently with my son, my 13-year-old son, and he's a he's a big techie and a big gamer. And to give you an idea, my son has a friend, and my friend actually had uh, given out in, in a Discord server my son's cell phone number. And so the cell phone number actually ended up calling my son in Discord, and somehow, very quickly, without my son even being aware, he had introduced malware to his PC and Chrome was taken over and a scan of the C drive was happening. So I was actually in a meeting downstairs in my house online and I'm getting these texts, my phone's blowing up. And he said, hey, I need some help, dad, I need some help. I go, okay, well, I installed our workstation Veeam backup to his laptop in January 
and we did a backup. He's got a USB drive. Now I made sure also that I was running Veeam, since I'm running Veeam Backup Replication in my house, I took a copy of that and put it on a Veeam Backup Replication server because our workstation endpoint software can talk to that. And I also threw a copy in the cloud, which we're able to do. Actually, there's no cloud tax with Veeam either. So we don't charge twice for putting it in the cloud. You pay the cloud provider, we give you the ability to do that. So using Vim Agent, I said, well, we can just go back. When's the last time you backed up? Well, unbeknownst to me, he had disabled the backup. He had just done one the day before, before the malware hit. But as it turned out, he was wrong. And so the malware was already on there. So a clean backup in January, the day of the malware attack that it was implemented, he actually backed up the malware. So how can we actually go through there either sue that data or going back to January. You're thinking, well, that's only a couple months on a kid's PC. Well, he had added Xbox 360, Xbox, Nintendo GameCube, uh, as well as a PS3 and a PS4 as capture card with full videos with hundreds of hours of video that he had implemented in his PC. So that's a lot of data. So we're like, well, how are we going to get that back? So he's like, well, I go back to January, I lose all that. I said, well, we did cover the 3-2-1 strategy, but think about this. In the workstation software for Veeam, in Veeam Back Replication, what it pushed out as an agent, we can go back there and we actually have the ability to scan for viruses and malware called Secure Restore. And that utility lets us, as Veeam, scan that for viruses, a choose to either abort once we find one, clean it, and go back and go to a good state. So we were actually able to restore to a good state of data from a current backup and actually implement and get back online within within a couple hours when you talk about all the technology that's going on. Obviously, I only have gig at my house, so doing that restore, it's not a, a local connection, but really fascinating to him and really happy that he didn't have to redo all that. And that's not even an enterprise customer. This is, this is a 13-year-old son in my house. So what, how far back did the restore end up taking root at? The restore actually went back to the same day. So we were able to scan for malware, remove that malware, and then come back to that actual day. So even though in a Veeam environment, when you back up that malware or virus, you can scan it out, restore without it, and actually get that data back. So we were able to, it did take about two hours to do the restore. And it was about 500, 600 gig of video that we need to recover. <laughs> That sounds like an awesome magic eraser, pretty much right there. <laughs> he was pretty happy. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I dabble in video games, and I can only imagine, you know, his enthusiasm when you told him what you were able to save there. Ben, do you have any other thoughts on that three, two, one rule or any of that story? That was pretty interesting. Oh yeah, I mean, being able to use Secure Restore uh, and just have have that workflow built into Veeam software is just so nice. I mean, if if it's not there, then you have to go do it manually, and it's just a real pain. And, and if you have no functionality to be able to do a, a scan on a, on a restore like that, you can be implementing reinfected files back in your environment, which could be dormant for another 30, 60, 90 days. And that's how a lot of viruses nowadays are written, especially ransomware. It's going to come into your environment. It's going to lay dormant until somebody clicks a specific button. There's usually a trigger, some sort of action item, and then it's going to be off to the races. But being able to to do that secure restore within that process is just a, such a critical key. You know, the, the amazing part I think about for being a Veeam employee as uh, pictured as a customer is 
we don't charge extra for that feature. Security store isn't a line item on anything we our partners sell. We do 100% of our business through partners. We don't charge an extra line item for that feature, and you can use as many times as you have to. This is so cool. I mean, I'm just really enjoying learning so much about Veeam and everything that it can do. I just thought it was a backup software, backup company. <laughs> it seems like it does so much more than that. It's like malware protection, virus protection, data protection, disaster recovery. I mean, you name it. They have a full suite, a full spectrum of features and benefits that they offer. So this is really cool. I mean, especially in a time like today's environment that we're all facing, I think hackers and, you know, thieves, to say the least, are, you know, looking to expose and take advantage of the vulnerabilities, the uncertainties, the influx of emails coming in, uh, you know, people working remotely, just phishing attacks and things like that, malware. And if you can just have one product suite to just protect all your stuff like Veeam, you know, from the bathtubs, from the lightning strikes and from the thieves. So Mother Nature, Force Majeure you name it. This, this is really cool stuff. So if you use a three, two, one rule and you use it with the Veeam software, it, it just, I think you can sleep better at night at the end of the day. And for me, again, with a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old sleep is a precious commodity. Um, <laughs> so, and so I guess if some of our customers and partners wanted to try this Veeam software and check it out for themselves, kind of run it at home, like you said, or maybe in their small enterprise sandbox, is there a way they can get their hands on this for a little while or what, what can they do, Kevin? Absolutely. So there's a couple options here. As a customer, you can do a free software trial at any time with full support for a limited number of users. And again, that word is free. So example, one of our pieces of software, you can use 10 VMs or 10, you know, Veeam universal licenses, which are portable. And it gives exposure to what we've done in all markets worldwide. So the big story here you know, whether it's Veeam Vacation or Veeam One or Office 365 or VAO or primary software due for workstation and backup that we talked about. The big key here is that there's a huge increase in data flow. Data is growing exponentially in the world and data is currency. It has intrinsic value and it must be protected to protect your business. Data is currency or data is the new oil. It's insane to think about that too, because with data, we're able to make quantifiable and justifiable decisions based on trends and strategy. And if you don't have that data, it's like you're wandering in the dark without a flashlight. Uh, so yes, it's extremely important to protect it. Ben, do you have any call to actions or any final thoughts that you'd like to add here? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, uh, there's, I'm on the engineering team, so you can hit me up at ben.mcguire at arrow.com. And we have a, a sales and quoting team that you can also go to uh, any of our partners. If they have any questions, like they want to get a, a quote or anything, they can use beam at arrow.com. Very cool. Thanks, Ben. And as always, Kevin, it is such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for your time today and joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Folks, I hope you enjoyed listening to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. And with that, until next time, have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. To contact us on Twitter, use hashtag AeroBandwidth. And we'll see you next week.